Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married! Today for Romance with a Cocktail, we are going to be discussing Kiss Me Catalina by Priscilla Oliveras. And she is a USA Today bestselling author. Yes, I know. I mean, I'm pretty sure all of the authors we've read have been. USA Other than Today bestselling? Authors? I would think so. Yes. Um, and it's Matt all Mormon. mariachi culture in this book. Mm-hmm. And so what do we have to drink? So today we have uh, a take on the um, margarita. Okay. Cheers. So you decided we shouldn't just sip tequila like he does in the book. Well, it's not a cocktail. True. Or a romance with a cocktail. All right. Well, that's good. Tastes like it's margarita. Tasty. Yeah. Yeah, right? Isn't I like it? it. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more fruit juice than normally it's more syrupy. Yeah. Know, well, if you don't make it sugary. Mm-hmm. But uh, this has actual, a good amount of actual fruit juice, which is tasty. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Um, it's technically closer to Paloma, which I guess is grapefruit, which I'm not sure grapefruit margaritas are a thing but maybe oh but you are. know palomas are my favorite drink it's my favorite because it's grapefruit because i love it yeah grapefruit well, and tequila the, i mean it's a pre-mix cocktail it's a casamigos oh okay so you didn't make this well i made it i put the ice in. i mean it's <laughs> ice and and tequila and cocktail mix mm-hmm. it's tasty um i also feel like we should say that we are doing this podcast it is super bowl sunday it is. And instead of watching the Super Bowl, we are talking Kiss Me Catalina together. Isn't that romantic? That is romantic. <laughs> We're very cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was about mariachi culture, which was kind of interesting. But you didn't really learn that much about mariachi culture. It was, well, it was almost embedded in and so I really kind of felt like this novel was written as if you already knew something about mariachi culture and so like it probably but wasn't they didn't written really say anything about well like, they did I mean you learned about the costumes and that's like it you um, didn't even really learn about the music no it was funny that until the very end I didn't really connect the story and the characters with what I know about mariachi or, but then when he's like at her window serenading, that was when I was like, Oh my God, it's mariachi. <laughs> Cause that's what you think of, I think. And it was, so it was like at the end, suddenly I did see it, but I mean, it also might be because my conception. Of it was way less dramatic than I thought. Mariachi be. culture. I will be honest about that. Were you imagining more like telenovela style right. over the Because top my drama. knowledge of Latin American relationships, which I lived there for a few years, right. is all, I mean, it's very much influenced by the telenovela, but this was not at all, they were all like low drama like doing very mature things to like deal with their issues. Right. <laughs> like I, the whole thing is like <laughs> very mature and no drama whatsoever. I was like, oh, that's not what I expected. It was kind of, it was like sweet and yeah. caring and, and like, like the whole thing. I mean, they're, the worst thing that happens is towards the end and it's not even that bad. No, I know. The whole thing, it's. I mean, like, the worst thing that happens happens not in the novel, it happens in their backstories, but. 
Right, with parents. Yeah. But the the relationship itself mm-hmm. it was like it like developed over time and they were very careful with each other and like caring for yeah, each other the whole over, time. It over wasn't over sexual, which I no. like. I don't like I mean it. they wanted. Yeah, it. they kept on saying it over and over. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't acting on it yeah. as if that was the only thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they did want to mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I see what they say. They said that she writes books. This is the first book I've read that she's written that where the characters are like good people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can make it boring, but it was really sweet. Like they were just, yeah. like they were both good, the main I characters. I can see how it's a little boring because there there could be more depth to the story. Yeah. I think, I think you could more explicitly bring out the idea that like, uh, a theme of this is sort of, uh, I don't know what to say about it, but women's liberation or women's power. Right, or like tearing down the patriarchy, yep. Yeah, they ex- explicitly talk mm-hmm. about the patriarchy a bunch of As times. I often do, so it was nice for me. And so they could have they could have said something to the effect of like, you know, and by the way, our art form is... Is very traditionally oriented, but we're subverting that too. So what does that what does that do? I it would agree. be nice if that like, was like what bro- does that mean for her to like be a female mariachi yeah, tearing fully down into the? It was just sort of like this is what I'm doing, but we're not going to examine that at all. No, and if you don't really know what that means in mariachi, right. then what does it mean for the music? Because we didn't really actually get music, mm-hmm. um, and we, we didn't just got see... like that the Patricio's father was sort of against non-traditional things. Yeah, but then he seemed to be like thinking she was really talented. Yeah, was um, so we didn't really see any lyrics even. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought we would get like some lyrics that they wrote together um, yeah. or something and to understand like she wore I mean she did put the pants on for her outfit. You know, she made pants for her mm-hmm. outfit, and that was, like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. But we didn't even really see people's reaction to that. It was just a hit. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's okay, though, just to be like, you know what? You just go for it, and mm-hmm. you do it, and that's how you break down the patriarchy. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't, yeah, I don't either. But it did, it seemed like they. she was really into to it, but at the same time, we didn't. Now you just got the sense that she was super charismatic and very talented. Yeah. And therefore was going to be on a rocket ship to stardom. And, and that he somehow was already like enlightened, even though he was like this, very critical of this. main star in the world uh, of mariachi. He's this huge star. Mm-hmm. And somehow he was already prepared to like be the right support therapist. her to break it. Boyfriend and therapist all rolled into one. And like that seems unlikely. <laughs> Doesn't mean he wouldn't want to, but it seems like he would have had more like machismo mm-hmm. and like just kind of because he didn't know another world. Yeah. But you know, maybe something had happened in the past that made him not like that, but I don't know. No, I actually in the end I did feel like the book, it was like a hug, especially after last week. 
it was so sweet and like so nice. And at the end, when he was singing Besame Mucho, I was like, this is so nice. It just made me smile. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, maybe, that mm -hmm. it wasn't that deep, you mm -hmm. know, or it didn't feel that deep and it didn't have a lot of drama because yeah. you did want them to be together. And mm -hmm. they really did, like, they were really, like, careful with each other but like in a nice way in like a sweet loving way like they they noticed what each other was feeling and they tried to like react in a way that was what mm -hmm. they thought the person yeah. needed and that, that was nice to mm -hmm. read again especially after last week this was yeah like i said a palate cleanser uh now early on in the novel patricia goes and promises to guard and take care of uh, the the main lady, um, the love interest, and Catalina. Yes, yeah. cat, cat. What do they call her? Cat. Mm -hmm. Most of the time. And uh, yeah, that's a little then, bit patriarchal. And then, he, and then yeah. he sleeps with her. So, what did you think about that? Well, I mean. He tried not to, but he, he tried not to, but he in. just couldn't resist, and they just really loved each other. Their relationship developed, and he just couldn't resist. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that doesn't really bother me. Oh, it doesn't bother you? No, I mean, I knew it was heading there anyway. Oh, did you? Yeah, I mean, I, did he really need to go promise to protect her? I think that was supposed to be sweet, but that's pretty traditional. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's what. I think that's the deepest part of this is like what of tradition is worth keeping and what of tradition is worth subverting. She's working on subverting all these different aspects, but certain aspects are okay. It makes you wonder what does romance look like when we're picking and choosing what we're going to subvert and not in terms of traditional romantic gestures. You know, is it, is it romantic that a man goes to the woman's parents and promises protection? Is that romantic? Mm, I don't know. I feel like I should say no. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but I mean... It was thoughtful, and so, it was so a way of showing just him... just how you feel? I mean... It, it was showing that he. I went to your parents was to ask like for your hand caring. in marriage. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't was romantic. That, I don't know if it was that romantic. So you wouldn't. So you, it's more like a traditional expectation. Oh. I mean, looking out for her is romantic, but as you say that, it's really interesting. This is a very traditional story. Now that I think about it, even though the stated line for her was, you know, dismantling the patriarchy. I mean, he goes and he tells her parents that he's going to protect her mm -hmm. and like, reassure them because he can tell they're worried. Mm -hmm. And then, and that's like a very traditional thing to do. Like the man is going to go tell the family not to worry. Mm -hmm. And then he is like kind of in the, the dominant position throughout the story. And even at the end, he, like, goes and serenades her. That's, like, such a classic idea of romance. Well, was it romantic? Yes, I told you. It made me smile. Like, I loved it. It was so cheesy and 
like corny and so sweet. Like so sweet. I would think that was very romantic. Was it sexy? I don't know if it was sexy. It was romantic. You did you weren't you didn't think the sex scenes were that good. I think the anticipation was good. How they like built it up and it was just a little bit. And I think that's very true, don't you? Like even if you want to do more, you maybe not anymore. Maybe people just jump right to the main event. But like I think that's how mm-hmm. it develops. Like I maybe that's a traditional Arder. way to develop, develop. Yeah. Smolders. And so you you just kiss and that's enough. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you make out a little and that's enough. And you mm-hmm. just kind of like go through the stages mm-hmm. and that's somehow maybe i don't know maybe it's more romantic to me than just jumping right to the main event yeah but then i'm just so traditional hmm it's interesting i know but tradition also has patriarchal i know elements it's hard hmm so dismantling patriarchy except for those that are kind of romantic. Well, no, I want to dismantle the patriarchy. That's the problem. But then I'm just conditioned to think it's so sweet. Mm. You're a product of the patriarchy. You can't help it. Yep, I am. Mm. And she is too, even though she wants to break it down. Mm. And so it makes it hard. Yeah. The backstory, there's a little bit of like, I guess, undocumented immigration going on. Yeah, it was just pro- realistic. Mom I mean, got deported. Right. I guess they and were they born, got left. They, and were, they were born probably born in the United in the US. States. So they got left. And then they were uh Adapted into a family of a lot of different girls who. I, I mean, I read it, it as the assumption they, was they were all came from situations. Like right, that, and the couple had taken them all in and slowly built a family over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I read it as. Right, but she has one biological sister. Yeah, Blanca. She's not a real three dimensional character. She's just sort of in there, and you're like, yeah, but I mean, maybe that's okay because like. Cat's the big sister and sees her little sister in only one way. I wonder if eventually there would be a story but with she, another it's sister like, or something. But she's, like, too important for the story. You know, she plays, like, an important part in the whole development yeah. of the plot. I wish there was a little bit more on her. I wish there was a little bit more on everything. But Yeah, maybe. They're, but at the it's same very, time. It's a very quick read. That's what I mean. It's just a romance. It's just the two of them, and they meet, and they instantly like each other, but they fight it for a while. There's like a minor conflict, and then they get together. I wonder if this is like very popular with Mexican, traditional Mexican women. Like they read this, and they really like it. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you have to think this is written for an audience that is Spanish-English speakers. Where mm-hmm. like Spanglish almost like it's all mixed together, mm-hmm. and she sometimes translates, sometimes doesn't. So you just kind of have to either know it or figure it out. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy it now that you've done Duolingo for three hundred and fifteen days? No, three hundred and twenty-three days. Thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I knew most of it. And what I didn't know, I could, like, Google. Because, you know, I'm always wondering what people actually say. And I assume this is, like, more true vocabulary than what you get in Duolingo. Oh, did it? And so I liked yeah, that. Yeah, I assume she's bilingual. This yeah, she's Puerto Rican and Mexican. Okay, Mexican. So she would know what Mexicans probably say. Yeah, and so I liked that about it. And so I could kind of get the language a little bit since I'm trying to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um and again, like it made me think it's written for an audience of people who do speak Spanish first. Obviously, anyone can read it, mm-hmm. but she's telling this story. And that's why she didn't feel maybe the need to just really describe mariachi culture. Maybe. Um, but yeah, because in a way, it could almost be any musician. Yeah. Yeah. They're really. Other than anything. the dress and yeah. maybe the battle of tradition. But they didn't. Like, it didn't go that deep into this battle it's with tradition. It's kind of sad. I feel like they shortchanged. It's got to be something deeper. I mean, it is a major known part of the culture. Well, I mean, honestly, even this little bit made me more interested mm-hmm. in it, and it's part in the culture. Yeah. Because, you know, I think of it as just, like, the mariachi groups that you might see. Yeah, but um, we have a very Stereotypical right. surface view, so it made it... It didn't really tell me more, but mm-hmm. it made me be like, oh, there's more to this than I know yeah. as an outsider. So that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But. The Mary Achis uh, come from serenading. I don't know. Well, I think of them as the groups. Like, they'll be at restaurants, mm-hmm. which well, I know is such I a know. stereotype. But they do, and they like singing romantic songs mm-hmm. um, to people. Yeah. So... Hmm. that's really all I knew about them. And then I thought, as I was finishing, again, like five minutes ago, because I'm always racing to the finish, um, I thought I should really have read more about mariachi culture yeah. to connect with the story. But well, time you, got away from me. You would think that that would be something that would come out of the book, but unfortunately was not. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it, they could have put more mariachi culture in the book. Just have it in there as like something you pick up and you see as the book is progressing, but you didn't see it much. Yeah, I mean, it other than been... it seems like clothes is important, but we're not exactly sure why and what they were thinking when they were thinking about the clothes. Yeah, although that did help me picture them because if you think about mariachi and then you start to imagine the clothes, and then I'd be like, okay, this is mm-hmm. like imagine again. The only time it really was striking for me was at the end, though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. There could have easily had a little bit more, or even because he had been in the business for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could have told some of his backs, maybe a little more backstory to understand the evolution of his singing. Yeah. Um, but that's not really the point. The point mm-hmm. is the romance. And it was definitely central. It was the whole point of the book. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what, you know, Latin culture in some ways has, at least my experience of it, I've lived there for multiple Mm -hmm. years, so I know a little something of it. Americans, American women Mm -hmm. take women's lib as a reason why not to be feminine. Like, I don't have to be this because I don't have to try to attract a man because that's not part of who I am as a person. 
I'm more than just an attractive person for a man. I am a good businesswoman or a good whatever you are, scientist or whatever the woman. But American culture is not that way. It's kind of weird. They do believe in women's lib and they believe in feminism, but they also believe in it so that they can be feminine. And I mean, you just look at like the TV. Women are like much more sexualized on Latin TV. Hmm. And it's and it's kind of interesting. It's not as women. I don't know, and maybe it's not women's lib. Maybe it's just American culture. Something about American culture has made American women not want to accentuate the feminine aspects of their personhood. And mm, Latin American maybe culture it's like just the has gone the opposite It's way. back to the Puritans somehow. Um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it has nothing to do with feminism. That's what I wonder because I still think there are, I think in America there are women who believe that I can absolutely be a feminist and I can absolutely look good. The difference is who I'm looking good for. I'm looking good for myself. And I'm going to dress in the way that makes me feel good. It's very, uh, it's very privileging American culture because if you think of the, the opposite of that, you're saying the opposite of that is true of Latin culture. No, I'm not saying that. Why couldn't she, she, like, there is a, I want to look good and I want to look beautiful, but I'm not in feminism, though. I think it's never going to be, I want to look good for the man. Because that's the whole point, is that you'd make the choice for yourself. Mm-hmm. No, I do think, and maybe it's an American, a white American thing to, like, not accentuate the body and things like that. And I think that probably is more to do with Puritanism than it is with, hmm. or something about, like, being boring, or I don't know. I'm just going to make people mad with this idea, but. Hmm. Um, yeah, but even when I was in Spain, I don't know, maybe it's a Hispanic thing. I don't know what it is. They're very interested. I was. I remember going to comedy clubs, and there was a lot of like comedy about man and woman differences, and even some of the movies. Uh, I mean, there was a movie when I was in Spain. And this was what early two thousands. Um, mujeres en el, el borde de ataque de nervios. So it was like women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Okay. It was funny. It was a comedy. Uh -huh. I remember going to see this in the theater in Spain. And they just thought it was so funny. And I was like, this would never pass in America. They would say this is so insulting for women because the women were like neurotic. Well, people have different ideas about humor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just that Every... they, they're okay with these stereotypes about women going nuts and being too emotional. And like in America, that's funny, but that's bordering on like insulting and women would get upset about it in some cases. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. I mean, and this was be... this was like a major like this was all over. Well, we know that there are different cultural humors and views that are they don't cross lines. Well, I think there culture. is I think it is a, a different sort of feminism. I'm not saying they don't believe in feminism in Latin America. It's just it's just manifested differently. Well, I think there. your question before too of like what 
it's in also feminism, has to do, like it also has to do with probably machismo culture, which is right. not as as strong in American culture as it is in Latin culture. And so you got to think she says the patriarchy, but that also means to a Latin person strong machismo. And that comes up in the book. I mean, they mention machismo. Mm-hmm. And like I think they might even use a phrase like that of like strong machismo or too much mm-hmm. or well, so I, that does. I mean, they're all raised in families, and if machismo culture is just insinuated throughout most, if not all, families, you're raised that way, and so the the women grow up, the girls grow up, just. Well, you did get the sense that it was different things she was reacting to. I mean, it was a big deal for her, like I said, to put pants on mm-hmm. instead of a skirt. Yeah. That's a different kind of tradition that she's reacting to mm-hmm. in the story than what I might be reacting to right. if I was like yeah. reacting. Interesting. And so, and but that, my mom always talks about that. Like, you're not, when she went to Auburn, they weren't allowed to wear pants, mm-hmm. they had to wear skirts. Or like when my sister first started in banking in the 2000s, she had to wear pantyhose and like a skirt. Mm-hmm. Or and she and they like all brought all the girls into a meeting to describe to them appropriate dress for the bank. Wait, who? My sister. What? Yes, like literally brought all the girl, all the women. I mean, they don't just, do it anymore, do they? I don't know. I mean, it was twenty years ago, but still not that long ago. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> not even twenty. She's younger than us. Mm-hmm. They brought them all in. Oh, she has like countless stories about that kind of thing. Or like. A man telling her to go change into something sexier for a cocktail party for work. And so you got to think like that's kind of the kinds of little things that you're like, you constantly are seeing. And I assume in mariachi culture, it's like constant little things. Clearly she was allowed to sing because they already had a group. Mm -hmm. But it was the men who maybe had all the power. I wonder how much of that is even possible. Like if they... If that's totally imagined and just out of her head, or if it's possible that women can do mariachi. Well, surely women do mariachi. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm Googling it because now I'm like. I I mean, it's probably not that common. It's my guess. No, I mean, you know, when when I think of mariachi, I don't think of women. So maybe. I've certainly never seen one. Oh, 2021, all-female mariachi band breaks glass ceiling. Okay, so it is All-female mariachi, yeah. And these are all like 2019, 2020, 2021. And this was, this is a 2022 book. Yeah. So it must have been um, that it's very, it's historically Mm male-dominated. And they've gotten a lot of attention. There's an. International Women's Mariachi Festival that has been in place since 2014. Oh, and Los Angeles is like the center of Mm. innovation in mariachi music. Huh. But it's also like a very traditional type of music, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. It seems like it, at least. Well, there's, you know, my knowledge of Mexican music is basically cachaca music that's popular in Paraguay. Yeah. Which there are these Mexican bands that somehow have gotten big in their art form. I guess in rural Mexico they're also somewhat known, Mm -hmm. but they're not like as big a stars as they are for whatever reason in like rural 
South Cone, <laughs> South America. So there's this band, Lalo and Y Los Descalzos. Yes, I've definitely heard you mention them before. Who are like the top Kachaka right. band of Paraguay. And they still are touring. I'm st- I still follow them on Instagram. You do? <laughs> yeah, I still know when they're touring Paraguay. <laughs> They're still touring. Yeah. I mean, the guy's like 50-something say he's be older least, now, or maybe 60-something at this point. I mean, he was older when I was there. So Right, and that was 20 years ago. So, And uh, and they actually are in L.A., and they tour in California a little bit. And I, and I when I traveled a lot for work before, I thought I was going to try to coincide by oh. my <laughs> California... When, if only. Uh, ...travel with... Uh, with Lalo's tour of California, and they're 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 going to places no one's ever heard of. They're not like big venues, they're right? Like, they must be like local, like right where like, areas where they know they where have. There's fans, a bunch of Paraguayans, right? And they just the know that people want to see them. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I imagine, I imagine going there and just finding hundreds of Paraguayans, like <laughs> thinking about the old days when they lived in Paraguay, and now they live in. California and do whatever, you know. Yeah, um, and listen to Lalo. Yeah, listen to Lalo. So I wonder if I wonder if Mariachi, I think about that when we lived in Wheaton. Yeah. Like I used to see bands advertise because you know I worked for the Boy Scouts. Yeah. And I used to see bands advertise I used to like go to all the community groups and try to get them to start Boy Scout mm-hmm. troops. And so I went all over Wheaton right. just like walked around and like canvassed <laughs> neighborhoods. <laughs> And I would, like, see bands being advertised on, like, storefronts. And yeah. there were none that I ever heard of. And they were obviously, like, Latin bands like Lalo. But, like, that would be interesting to Salvadorians because it was a big Salvadorian yeah. community. And Mexican. It was, like, Mexican. But I think I probably saw some mariachi groups Probably. Advertised. And it was just, like, goes to show that we never really knew. Well, I mean, what was I going to do? Go listen to mariachi? I don't I know anything act- about mariachi. Yeah, I mean, I guess you wouldn't. But if it... If you did, I would. You probably would have wanted to go listen. Yeah, that's like your kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, I mean, but didn't you think it was kind of a sweet romantic book? And yeah, I mean, I, I liked that. I think in terms of taste, like my taste is like that. They were building anticipation, so that's good. And they yeah, weren't, like just together right away. Like Outlander, the one we read last week, it was like. They basically had to consummate the marriage right away. And then they're, they're just sleeping together over and over, and it's just not that interesting the third, fourth, fifth time <laughs> that they're sleeping together. I get it that they're really, you know, hot yeah. for each other, but there's only so much that you can do right. and describe, well, but they especially had a lot of, in the written word that's, like, really that interesting. They had a lot of drama, though, to contend with. Yeah, they had a lot of violence. So, like, they had a lot of... Violent, light, near, like, life or death escapades just wasn't that with some moments. She's no Cormac McCarthy. If I want violence, I'll go read No Country for okay, Old But then Men he doesn't something. really appreciate romance, so. I told you. All the pretty horses. <laughs> no. Still no. Still a no. There's a romance. There's a, a senorita in Mexico who pines away for the, for the. Yeah, that's just, like, sad. Text. Texas rancher. No. I mean, but this one, like, I did, he always had her, like, he always asked her what she wanted, mm-hmm. or her, like, for, like, what 
her decision was. And I mm-hmm. thought that was nice. And not just like in the bedroom. It was like actual decisions about. But he was a giving lover. That's what we learned at the end. <laughs> but not till the end. Yeah. I mean, we imagine because he was giving in other aspects of his life. Like he always asked her. Mm-hmm. And then he supported her decisions or what she wanted, which was nice to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Again, he was very um, enlightened as a yeah. romantic hero. But it continues. Mm -hmm. We have yet to read a romance novel other than Partners in Crime where he did have a slight pooch in his belly. But they all have washboard abs. (laughs) (laughs) And pecs. Pecs are mentioned a lot. In this one, yeah, arms, forearms were not. Uh, they were accentuated. forearms were because oh, his shirt came up and showed his forearms. Oh, I didn't yes. notice. Okay, mm-hmm. don't worry, it was in there, but no ragged breath. No ragged. Uh, there were breaths, but they were not. They were shaky. Shaky. <laughs> I liked that they were shaky. I was like, oh, she's not going for the ragged breaths. Yeah. Um. The insolent oaf didn't even bother to apologize for interrupting her. So they hated each other at first. But they didn't really. They never hated each other. Well, they didn't hate each Well, she, because he, she was going to be hard on him at first. Yes, but hard in And he like was a, conceited. But he wasn't really. He That's was, what she thought, though. Yeah, she but even then, he like wanted to... He thought her talent was so great, and he gave her good feedback. So it was like... Well, well, well. Looked like she was right. The great Patricio Galan needed her as much as she needed him. And that's like the... Right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the, the what balance did you think about in that? the was relationship. That, is that, that beautiful? They both need each other. Yeah, do you think if I hit writer's block at some point, if I come to you and, like, you help me unblock my writer's... Would I that assume, be romantic? yes, because I will just inspire you. Would that be romantic? No, yes, that's what course. this whole thing was. But I need to come to you and, like, we need to have this, like, torrid romantic, like, thing. Going I on. didn't see that as necessary. It was just that they needed each other and they sur- supported each other. And so. You don't think it's romantic that you could be the muse that brings I me out of I am your muse blog? already. Oh, you are. Even though it's not necessarily evident on the pages of what you write. I know, I'm your muse. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Exactly. They had like a working relationship. They had they were both talented. Granted in the same same direction of talent, but they and they could support each other to, you know, reach new heights. And so it wasn't one-sided. So I guess that's kind of like the it's like almost like a soft breaking down of the patriarchy. It's not like it has to be the woman taking her his place it's like it can be either or both together instead of the man having to be the one Mm -hmm. on top or rescuing or the woman needing the man it can be both needing each other yeah right and like that's true that's Mm -hmm. romantic i think so when you read the bodice rippers that are some of yours. What bodice rippers are well, we? Well, we're not reading any bodice. Lord Saint Vincent. No, yeah, but he needed her. But he when was you like read those, living no life at all. Yes, but when you read those, what do you find romantic about them? Because there's no women's lip in those. 
Well, there is in a way. How so? Because they're like partners in their love. And and that's written a long time ago, right? Or it's set a long time ago. So in that world, just that idea of being partners in their romance and that they brought something to the relationship, the two of them. Yeah, but the society hasn't changed. Well, I mean, that's okay. This is an idealized world that romance lives in where it can change. Mm -hmm. And that's enough. So is it still romantic if the world's not in the right place? Yes, it's a book. Is it still romantic in the real world? Yes, it is still romantic to carve out your place where things are different. Like, they're not going to change all of mariachi culture in the moment. Maybe over time they would, since they were clearly going to be, like, stars beyond even what he already was. At least that's what the book suggested. But, like, you still carve out your place where... I would think so, too. I'm just making sure that you understand that. Because you put so much emphasis on the, like, agency of the woman like that's so important and like yeah of course but the truth is the agency of the woman is pretty subjective it's not really an objective measure like you find it equally romantic to watch to read these old set in the 19th century romances as you do these modern ones that are that they're explicitly subverting norms of traditional courtship well yeah it's different because the different norms to be broken in different periods of time Mm -hmm. it's really about the woman just being happy to do it but it wouldn't be a romance novel if the woman was just in an unhappy marriage yeah but like in the old days half the time the men were like raping the women that supposedly they loved and stuff and like well there aren't romance novels with that in there oh read some of the ones from the 80s and early 90s oh we'll definitely they're read raping, a few they're raping the women but i guess it the was like it's like rapey the man is raping like the rapey woman he like loves. yeah like she didn't want to, and he just kind of, like, forces himself on what? her. Oh, yeah. What? And so things have come a long way. And so that's not romantic. But, like, Whitney, my love, the Judith McNaughty that I read, the first one I ever read that I loved, I went back and read it as an adult. Yeah. And, like, he totally rapes her. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And evidently it's been updated for a new edition to take that out. But the one I have is the old version. And I was like, well, how did I think this was romantic? And there's like a scene where he spanks her because she's not like doing what she's supposed to. And that's supposed to be romantic? Oh, we got to read it. We got to read the old version. <laughs> well, in the I thought in the books of the 20s, we'll read one of them. We'll probably read Whitney, My Love, because that was like a classic. But we got to read the old version. Yeah, I mean, the one I have is the old version that I have on my um, phone. So we'll just have to make sure you get it. But, I mean, you'll see how far things have come since then. So, like, Lisa Claypuss and, you know, Lord St. Vincent might not seem that dramatic to you. Mm -hmm. But that Evie does what she wants and, like, is able to be her own person. He doesn't try to change her. Mm -hmm. That was a big step up from, from what it was, like... 
Yeah. I mean, they're like paying for the girls to go and like get better like training and stuff so they can mm-hmm. be better like ladies, you know, in those old ones. And mm-hmm. so, yes, as long if the woman has agency and the man is not trying to change the woman, there is like a possibility of romance. When does a man try to change a woman? Oh. Oh, there are romance novels where that's happening? Of course. Why would women fight? Why would women read? These are written for women. Well, women's understanding it has changed, So women too. will be like, ooh, he's trying to change me. It's so <laughs> romantic. I just don't understand You just don't that. think about it. Think about My Fair Lady. Like I've never read it. It's, like, based on Pygmalion and the whole idea that, like, he, like, the man can, like, craft the perfect woman. And, um... My Fair Lady, basically, he teaches her to be a lady and, like, falls in love with her and she falls in love with him. So, like, the idea that that was romantic. um, And I just read a retelling of it, but it was for the woman was supposed to, like, whip the man into shape because he was from Louisiana and he needed to take over a corporation in New York because he was, like, a long-lost child. Mm -hmm. And... um. But in the end, the woman that he loves rejects the idea that she should make him anything but what he is. And because in today's world, that whole idea that you're going to, like, shape someone. I've shaped you very well. We've shaped each other. Oh, have Mm -hmm. we? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't say you didn't. I just said I've shaped you very well. And I said we've shaped each other. Um. So one one thing that bothered me early on, but it didn't towards the end, was there's the opposite of dramatic irony happening, where the characters know more than the reader, and does. they don't tell us, and they just sort of say, and, and they then just you hint at it, they hint over at these things, up. like he's doing something bad, and she's got bad stuff from her past. And they're both acting out of these things, but they don't say anything about it. What do you call that? I don't know. It's like (laughs) not dramatic. It's like they do it uh, suspense. I guess it's supposed to build like intrigue and suspense. Intrigue. It's yeah. I think that's what it is. But I, you know, they do it on TV programs. Of course, yeah. But in TV programs, it's resolved within a half an hour, an hour. You know, or if it's a movie, it's, you know, two hours. Yeah, although but if it, it's a series. But it usually doesn't take that long. If it's long. like a series, like, you might not resolve it. It might take multiple episodes. You just don't like it when it takes multiple episodes. Yeah, like episodes. Stranger Things. Like, you don't know what the thing right. is that they're dealing with. But that's not a case where the, where the characters know what it is either. That's okay. The problem is That's interesting. You're right. Because when do the I characters I don't like it when the characters know more than the reader and the and then the author's like sort of hinting it's at it. It's just these weird hints that like you kind of figure out, but not really. Like his were easy to figure out. And that was by page twelve. You're like getting these hints that he's doing something he's doing something sort of like betraying to her. Yeah. You're not sure what, and you're not sure why. Right. Because something's going on with him, but you're not sure what it is. And he knows exactly what it is. It makes it clear that he knows what he is, and he right. knows what he's doing. And so why do they keep on just hinting at it over and over? And it's like, keep reading. You might find out what's really going on in this novel. And it's, you know, that's Right, and it's like, annoying. do you even care enough to keep reading? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
But, I mean, it was okay because that, again, wasn't really the point. And it wasn't that dramatic. No, and it was pretty clear what was going on. Well, in the end it does. But, like, in the beginning, you're not sure what what direction it's going to take. And you don't know how dramatic it's going to be. And you're like, oh, I guess I could keep reading and figure out what's really going on. But, I mean, I pretty much figured it out. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. That'll be resolved. It's not that, you know, Mm -hmm. big of a deal. Because the music inside Patricio had gone silent. Ominously so. I mean, it's a little over the top, some of this. But isn't that, don't you think, associate that? Like, that fits with someone who's like a famous mariachi singer? He's like... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and then he, he never really, like, really opened up his full vocal range and his soulful side and he had to be that had to be brought out of him by his love that's okay no no it's like a metaphor you gotta like take the full risk open yourself up not yeah. be like hobbled that's true. and the love of this person who believes in you will allow you mm-hmm. to do that i figured as much george murmured he stared down the glass cradled in his right hand swirling the caramel colored liquid you know that for me. This is about more than Padua, that album. Right. Uh, the label. Or the damn album. I'm worried about you, Way. I So whatever it takes to get your feeling back on track, do it. I will, Patricio promised. He had to. If not, this hollowness inside him might consume him. It's a little melodramatic. There's stuff like that. The hollowness inside him. Yeah, because he's lonely, and only Catalina will fill that loneliness. Capuletas. Hey, no, I'm like, did we miss a book? Yeah, did I'm like, there must be another book she wrote where that's like explored. Lovers, and like her older sister had a relationship with someone, and I'm like, there must be a book before this where we explore the Capuletas and the Montaneros. Um, Because I thought when I read Capuleta, I was like, oh, this is going down some Romeo and Juliet. But Mm -hmm. then it didn't. So all I can think is, like, that's a book she's written that came before this book or something. And so you would know Or maybe it's just an allusion to Capuleta. Yeah, but it had no purpose in the actual book. Maybe. Maybe it didn't. Patricia's not a bad guy, Cat. You and I... Both know who is Mariana Class Nick Cat's knee giving it a taste. I don't know. I mean, the the dad thing is terrible, but it sort of resolves really quickly on both sides. They both this could be this could be daddy issues instead of kiss me, Catalina. This could be called daddy issues because both the male and the female have similar. Father issues, yeah. daddy issues, and they both like resolve them in in the same day. I think maybe. <laughs> well, they're not resolved. They're just. I mean, they make shifted. huge strides in resolving their daddy issues in about a day. Yeah, I mean, it was shocking that she did. To me, like, no, wh- I thought he was more shocking. She wasn't shocking. He did this great thing. Because I think what the novel was supposed to be was she did this, she like sort of like 
patched things up with her father, who had done terrible things to her. And then I think what he what the, it implied was he was so inspired by what she did that he went out and just patched things up with his own. Is that what the... Yeah, I mean, that's what it implied. Like, not not fully patched it up, though. He didn't patch it up. He just, like, he just made it song. a little better. He sang the song, but only because of her did he do that. Right. And, but he still, like, the next day, he was still super annoyed with his dad, and he wasn't going to, like, work with him anymore. I guess. So, but with her, like, he actually abandoned them. Mm-hmm. And then he just appears again. Yeah, yeah, that that was a bit much, but it was all to me. It was almost like that had to happen because how was she going to just like be okay with letting go of her no dating mariachi rule? Yeah, there's a lot of family involved, and so like if he hadn't been, somehow been not redeemed, but at least like and the mom reconnected. Well, I think what it was was the mom said, "Do you love him?" and she said, "Yeah," and then she was like, "Well, you better just." Make up with him, even though yeah, he did but, this thing that. But he didn't like do that much. He didn't do anything bad. She just wouldn't listen. Right. She just he was ran trying off. to explain. I mean, he should have been honest, and he should have talked with her because they're equal partners, and they shouldn't be. But he, like, you know, was trying to fix his mistakes from the beginning without communicating, and you know, communication is key. Mm-hmm. And so he waited, and then he got caught, and. But, like, again, the stakes were so low that we knew they were going to get together, that these were not insurmountable conflicts. Yeah. So. This is, there's a lot of this. Relaxing his broad shoulders, he released his grip on the acoustic guitar's neck and draped his right forearm across the top of the instrument's curvy body. His palm cupped the rounded edge, the pads of his long fingers (laughs) gently brushing the wood, unbidden, her mind flashed to a scene of one of recent music videos, him lying on a bed with the crisp bright linen, white linens locked in a passionate embrace with a dark-haired woman wearing lacy red negligee, his black shirt unbuttoned to reveal a light dusting of dark hair over his muscular pecs, <laughs> his large hand skimming the curve of her hip, the dip at her waistline higher, that rich baritone voice, his crooning words of love and desire, and... Lust-filled heat oozed through cat-like warm honey on a sopapilla fresh out of the fryer. <laughs> Come on. You don't like the thought of... Well, a lot of, a lot of the build-up is all in her mind imagining Oh, I, well, hookup. but he's imagining it, too. They're yeah, both imagining her, it. Though. Only because we see I mean, her more, but... It's both of them are imagining it and not acting on it for yeah. like most of the book, because there's only one uh, one time where they do in the whole book. Desire curly cute over her breasts, down her a lot of breast talk. A lot, I assume, because she's like got good breasts. Although I heard no, someone breast else... talk about like her breasts. Uh... Her <laughs> nipples hardening over and over. I think that was only like two or three times. Well, but. that's a lot of times. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure it shows up in everyone. Desire curly cute over her breast, down her torso, torso and lower, seeping into <laughs> private places she should not be thinking about this man pleasuring. There's a lot of that. 
Right. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, they may not have done anything, but they were wanting to for the whole book. Yeah. And they kept imagining it. Yeah. Uh, she uses Latinx a lot, mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting. I mean, it's modern. It's from this year, not a lot last of, year. Not a lot of Latin people I know are, are liking it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And, they're not, mean, not, think... and none of them are conservative and like against woke culture or anything i just think i know a lot of well i think language evolves and that was what people came up with and we'll see what happens next and people Mm. will keep changing and you know trying to you know like you need labels to talk about people but labels are always limiting and so Mm -hmm. what do you choose yeah Her expression encouraging, she peered up at him. She made her way back to his side. Today, she'd left her hair loose, the wavy locks tumbling about her shoulders and down her back, a tiny, a dark, satiny curtain against her red, long-sleeved blouse. The bright color matched her short nails and the stain on her full lips, a stain he dreamed about wiping off with a kiss, slow and languid, hot and intense. Do you imagine that when I wear lipstick? Do you imagine wiping off the lipstick with a kiss? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I can imagine that you do. <laughs> That's what this is about. I highlighted shaky breath. It was a couple of places, shaky breath. Yeah, there were like some could repetition. Have been, could have been a shagged breath, but you know. Shagged? Ragged, now ragged, you're going to use shagged. Shagged Shaky breath. and ragged. Yeah. You create the charo Catalina wants, Patricia told Carmen and Gordo, his tone brooking no argument. And when she hits that stage in Vegas, she makes her statement. We make that statement with her, with Catalina, front and center. A little bit too much of like him, like. That's what I mean. He was like so. That's what I mean. He was so enlightened. Like he was so supportive. Yeah. Which I'm going to go for, but at the same time, he was like beyond what you would expect. Yeah. And you would expect that there would at least be a conversation about it, but mm-hmm. he just always supported her, which I guess is what you want. Yeah. Um, in a relationship, so. It's, you know, the whole, I mean, I guess it's possible. Do you, did you believe the relationship between Patricio and his father? Yeah, that seemed reasonable to me. The, the fact that he, like, actually told him not to sing, to outshine him, that seems unlikely. I mean, it seems hard to imagine. But, I mean, he like, could be super like arrogant. Like, the dad is and, so... And is so, like, focused on himself it and his own... But I guess that could I be. mean, you could see it. I mean, he's like the king of mariachi, and he doesn't want anyone, even his son, to eclipse yeah. him. Patricia was all that and so much more. Compassionate, thoughtful, thoughtful wickedly funny, and most important, supportive of her. Exactly. I mean, he was like was he so funny? good. Well, I don't think we saw his humor. We saw zero. He was I'm, not funny at all. Wickedly funny. I mean, maybe in their own conversations that we didn't get to see. But we didn't because see because literally at all. the only time I smiled, all he was was supportive. And if he was funny, he'd be funny like I am funny. 
I find it funny to be hard on you. It's not funny to... I guess he is hard on her a little bit. He is. At first. And he's always like... But he just changes so quickly. And he has like a lot of like conceited comments about himself as how great he is, which you would do that's that true. too, actually. I am a great lover. Right. Like that's the type of thing he would that say. Many times. And that's exactly what he would say. So maybe there's that, but I wouldn't call him wickedly funny. Like I don't yeah. think his humor stands out. Yeah. But he's compassionate, thoughtful, mm-hmm. and supportive. And I've said that. That's like what's romantic. He's always supporting her, but it's almost too good to be true how supportive he is. How do you manage to do this to me, she murmured. Do what, said Patricio. Excite, sway, unnerve, make me feel alive, scared, and horny, and... Horny? <laughs> no. Why did you add horny to that? No woman saying horny. I was like, that doesn't feel <laughs> Excite and sway, unnerve... That all makes sense. Make you feel alive and scared and horny. <laughs> what the hell? He kissed her passionately. I guess maybe, you know, it's possible. Well, maybe they were fighting it so long. <laughs> it really worked. But I did think that was not the most romantic word choice right there. Last night had been amazing. Multiple condoms and orgasms. <laughs> Did you just spit all over the place? <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> you should laugh at it. You, this is, these are your novels. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> You're like all over the place. <laughs> if you were Patricio, you would already have a towel. <laughs> wiping it off with a dirty yeah, sock. Just laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that I still had the horny in my mind, and then you read that part, and that was the most ridiculous way to get in the condoms. <laughs> yeah, there's no condoms. Have to be just in the multiple scene. condoms and <laughs> orgasms. Amazing. Weird place to slip that in. But it like had to be because it's a modern novel. But yes, I did just spit out the last <laughs> sip of my drink. All over the <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Maybe I'm tired or something. I think it was the right balance. It was not <laughs> super sexy. It was like the. There was one steamy scene that was like sh- was a little graphic. But that's about it. Yeah. Which is okay. And then it like closed the door. Right. Right. And then, and then it just came up with the line of multiple <laughs> condoms, condoms and, and orgasms. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So it wasn't like so, mm-hmm. so clinically descriptive of everything. No, no. Do you like that better? Or do you want a little more description? I think this, I told you the anticipation was. More romantic, I thought, mm-hmm. and more like you could imagine the growing relationship between them. Yeah. Versus just jumping in from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And again, for them, it really was necessary because the power imbalance was there. And if they had just like gotten together right at the beginning, first of all, she had a no date mariachi rule and she was working with him and she's the new person, it mm-hmm. would have just thrown everything off. So I thought it was very appropriate how it yeah. developed over time. Okay. 
good. Well, overall, romantic, kind of romantic because the anticipation. Not and that, the not, serenading at the end, I'm telling you. I loved that. Um, I don't know why I loved that so much. But when mm-hmm. he was out there in his full mariachi outfit singing Besame Mucho, I was like, oh. If only. So if romantic. Only my husband would do that for so me. So just so you know, you can yeah. take that away, file that one away. You don't even like music, so I don't understand why you'd like But me. I would like for you to sing to me. No, would you? Yes. Really? Yes. Huh. I had no idea. Maybe one day I will in front of a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, maybe not that. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, do you have an idea for what we're reading next I week? I do. Um, we are going to read The Sweetest Remedy mm. by Jane Igaro. I-G-H-A-R-O. Mm-hmm. She's Canadian-Nigerian. And I have never read this. It's one of three books she's written. But in this one, the protagonist actually goes back to Nigeria. So it's mostly set in Mm. Nigeria. So I thought it could be interesting. It does sound like fun. I do follow a few Nigerian Instagram accounts. Oh, do you? I gotta tell you, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in Nigeria. So we will see. I mean, do you remember the Burkinab? Movies that we used to yeah. watch in Senegal, yeah. yeah. They're like they've got a lot of that kind of like crazy magic going on that okay. they believe in, so I hope that's in there. That'll, <laughs> that'll make it fun. Well, we will see. I have no idea, I've never read anything by the author, and this is not even the book that showed up on a list. Mm-hmm. This is the book she wrote before the one that showed up on my list that called my attention mm-hmm. to her. Sweetest Remedy. The Sweetest Remedy. By Jane Igaro. I-G-H-A-R-O. So we will Sorry. try that for next week. Okay. All right. Till next week. <laughs>